Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. I must not be an only believer. Uh, praise the Lord, everybody. It is good to be in the house of the Lord today. Can we say amen to that? Hallelujah. Well, I'm excited today. Uh, I get to stand before you and be used by God. And uh, let's just speak this into the atmosphere. God, we are nothing without you, but with you, we are everything. And God, I thank you that you are with us today. You'll never leave us nor forsake us. God, we can have a confidence in who you are, Lord Jesus. I thank you. There's no problem too big. There's no sickness too strong. There's no financial debt that's too overwhelming that you can't handle it, God. So God, I just thank you right now, Lord, that we are overcomers, God. I just feel encouragement rising up right now. I feel hope stirring up, faith stirring up. God, I thank Thank you that the words that come out of our mouth are life, Lord Jesus. God, I just thank you, Lord, that we are your best. Hallelujah. And we just decree and declare it. I just speak miracle signs and wonders and deliverment and encouragement into the atmosphere right now. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord another hand praise today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, uh, we've been talking about prayer, so we might as well just keep that going. Uh, uh, if you have your Bibles, uh, you could turn to Daniel chapter 6. Now, I'm going to say a lot of things, but prayer is the, the, the essence of the main thing that I'm talking about. Um, I didn't give the guys in the back my scriptures, so hallelujah. We'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, uh, Daniel chapter 6, verse 1. Hallelujah. Uh, I have the King James Version. It says, It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom, and over these three presidents of whom Daniel was first, that the princes might give accounts unto them, and the king should have no damage. Verse 3. Then this Daniel was preferred. Somebody say preferred. Above the presence of princes, because an excellent spirit was in him. Somebody say excellent spirit. Yeah, I like that. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. So here's what's going on. Here's this king that says, okay, I got all this territory. I got all this land. And I need to put some people over the different cities, the different regions. And he said, but there's this guy named Daniel that because of an excellent spirit, I want to put him over it all. And I want you to know today that as a believer, you have an excellent spirit on the inside of you. Can we say amen to that? Now, you got to know something. You know, we'll say amen, you know, but you got to know something. That excellent spirit will cause you to be preferred above. Oh, you got to get this, man. Listen, listen, for anybody that's, that's kind of struggling, maybe you looked at your failures or maybe all the mistakes that you've made, you, you, you didn't raise the kids as best as you could, uh, you haven't been the best husband, amen, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, you, 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 you know, you didn't put your best foot forward, there's things in life 
that now at this point you're going, man, I wish I could go back and, and, and change some things. Let me tell you something. If you are born again, if you are born again, somebody say born again. You got an excellent spirit on the inside of you. Can we say amen to that? <clears throat> so as I was reading this, I'm like, well, wow, what, what made him have an excellent spirit? Like, what, 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 what other proof do we have or what other things can we look at? <clears throat> and I went back to Daniel chapter 1, verse 8. Um, Daniel 1, <clears throat> excuse me, verse 8. It says, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. So I got to reading that and studying that. And what happened was the king, uh, there was a king that took over uh, uh, the land, and he said, now, of the people that we've captured, we want the best. That's actually in verse uh, 3. Uh, he wanted the best. And what he said was, we're going to take these, the best of the people that we've conquered, and we're going to train them up the way that we are. And so he says, we're going to teach them our ways, our customs. And this is real important. The, the, the enemy captured and wanted the best and said, we're going to make the best like us. But what Daniel said, so the king said, that we're going to feed them our food and and, and, and give them our ways and customs. But the food that the king would eat, they would take the first portion of that food and give it to idol gods. So Daniel understood, if I do it your way, I'm going to be going against my God. Even though the king said, this is what we do, Daniel knew, if I do it your way, I'm going to defile myself. And he said, so the Bible says in verse 8, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. I want you to understand something today. The devil will try to get God's best. And I need you to know something today. You are God's best. So don't, don't think it's strange when he comes after you. Now, you may be saying, well, you know, Pastor Rick, I've never done this. I've never done that. Stop discounting yourself. Can we say amen to that? You have the spirit of the living God on the inside of you, so that automatically makes you God's best. Can we say amen to that? Well, I don't think some of you are convinced, you know. You have the spirit. You're not God's best. I'm not God's best because of me, and you're not God's best because of you, but you have the spirit of the Lord on the inside of you, which makes you God's best. You just need to know you are what this world needs right now. Have you ever looked, Garrett, have you ever looked at yourself and got, got up in the morning, you know, looked in that mirror and said, I'm God's best. I'm what the world needs today. Well, if you don't say that, you need to start saying that. Can we say amen to that? So understand what happened. This king came in, he takes over, and he says, we want the best. And we want to make the best like us. Don't you know that's what the devil is trying to do? He's trying to make you like him. That's what he's trying to do, you know. But here's the thing. Greater is he that is within me than he that's in the world. Let me tell you something. Your fight is fixed. Can we say amen to that? All you got to do is just show up. 
this is not even as hard as I make it out to be. All I got to do is show up. I, I, I wish somebody right now would say, we got a million dollars sitting uh, uh, to the side for you. All you have to do is show up. Come on Monday morning, and I will be there the Saturday before, the Friday before. I will get a chair, camp out, you know. Brother David has taught me some hunting skills, you know, so I, I go out and get my own food, and I can survive it to Monday. I would do that. Well, you got to understand something. You are God's best. The devil does not like you. He is intimidated by you. He doesn't want you to realize what's on the inside of you. See, sometimes we go through things, we, you know, we, we go through things, and, you know, sometimes we make bad choices, you know, but bigger than that a lot of times is, is the, the attacks of the devil, the plans that he has, because he's going, I can't let you get a revelation of who you are in Christ Jesus. So, Daniel... In this Daniel 1.8, he purposed in his heart. Somebody say, purpose in my heart. In other words, make up your own mind, make a decision that I am not going to do things counterproductive or opposite of the way of God. Can we say amen to that? So here's an example of that. If God says, and he does, that you should forgive, then guess what? There's no if, ands, or buts, no addendum, no well, but, see, God, you know, well, in this situation, God, no, we just forgive. Can we say amen to that? And then we have to be honest about the situation. We go before God and say, you know what, God, on this one, I can't do it. I have so much hurt, offense, bitterness, brokenness, anger inside of me that I find it difficult to do what you want me to do. However, nevertheless, I want to do it your way. So, God, I need your help. And God goes, good, I'm glad you said that, you know, because he says, you were never meant to live life without a constant dependency on me. So Daniel says, I'm not going to defile myself. I'm not going to do something that's opposite of what God would have me to do. I'm not going to do something that violates my relationship with God. So we got that, amen? Now if we go back to chapter 6, so here's this Daniel with an excellent spirit. Somebody say excellent spirit. So he's got this excellent spirit about him. So there's some other folks, some other princes and things like that. Uh, let's see. I'll just call them haters. You guys know what haters are? Yeah, yeah. Some of you could see yeah, I, I got some haters in my family. I got some haters on my job or I got some haters on my street. Whatever these haters, I'm going to call them, that said, listen, this Daniel, because of his excellent spirit, the king is going to seek to put him over the regions. We got to find something out about him. Let me tell you something. Because of the excellent spirit that's in you, the devil is always trying to find something bad about you, find something negative about you, find something to accuse, you know, you on. That's what he seeks to do. But I want to show you what happened in the Bible. The Bible says in verse 4, Daniel 6, 4, 
Then the presidents and the princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion nor fault. For as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Now I want to explain that. The Bible says that all have fallen short. So we've all made mistakes. Can we say amen to that? None of us have gotten it right all the time. My wife is probably the closest person in here that's gotten it right. All, but even she, in, in, in just a rare few moments, has dropped the ball. And it was probably my fault anyway. But anyway, you know, all of us have fallen short. So Daniel is not excluded from that. Daniel has made mistakes. Daniel has done things wrong. Daniel has gone before God. But look what happened when the enemy sought to find fault in him, the protection of God because of that excellent spirit uh, denied the enemy of finding anything to bring against him. I want you to know that God's not a respecter of persons. Can we say amen to that? So guess what you got? You got the same level of protection. You got the same blessing on your life as well. So let the, de let the devil do what he wants to do. Let, let, let the enemy try. You are protected because you belong to the Most High God. Can we say amen to that? Now, I'm, I'm talking about prayer. I'm, I'm going to get to that. I just kind of want to share with you the, the benefits of prayer. Let's go. Uh, verse 5, it says this. Then said these men, we shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. So they concluded the only chance we can try to find some grounds to accuse him would be his connection with the rules of his religion. And so this is what the devil seeks to do. He wants to come against the rules, the behaviors, the commitment, the connection, the things that you do because of your relationship with Jesus. Can we say amen to that? So uh, these haters, somebody say haters. I just wanted to hear y'all say that. <laughs> uh, these haters, you know, they decide, okay, we got to come up with something. So here's what these jokers do. I mean, you're talking about some dirty people, man. Listen, they say, hey, king, you're the king. Everybody should worship you. And the king is probably like, yeah, yeah, I'm the man. Yeah, yeah, I'll I, I run this, you know. They said, we should create a law to where everybody has to worship you and you alone for the next 30 days. So the king is like, you know what? That sounds good to me. You know, I, 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 can, I can go with that. And they say, matter of fact, anybody that's found worshiping any other person, any other thing than you, they should be thrown in the lion's den. And the king goes, I like that. I, for the next 30 days? Yep, just for the next 30 days. He goes, okay, let's, let's put that into law. Now, you got to understand something. This king was a part of the, the Medes and the Persians. So when they would put a law in place, it could not be revoked. It was irrevocable. So once they set this law in place, it was that way for the next 30 days. 
But I want to show you something, and here's kind of where I'm getting to with my message. If we skip down to verse 10, Daniel 6.10, it says this. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed. So in other words, Daniel was fully aware that there was a law that says if you get caught praying to anybody else other than the king, you would be thrown into the lion's den. Look at what Daniel did. It says, when he knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did a four time. Now you got to understand this. Daniel said, it's my custom. Come on, somebody say, it's my custom. It's your custom to pray. No matter what the situation is, no matter what the circumstances are, if you're having a good day, a bad day, if you got a lot of money, if you have no money, if your family loves you and appreciates you, if they don't, no matter what the occasion is, it is your custom to pray. Can we say amen to that? This man knew. If you get caught praying, they will throw you in a den of lions. What does he do? He goes home, opens the window, steps out on the balcony. I can just imagine, hey, everybody, it's time to pray. I mean, he just put it out there because he knew this is what I do. Through the best circumstances or the worst, it doesn't matter because my God does not fail. Can anybody say amen to that? I want to know today, will you pray no matter what the situation and circumstances are? Will you pray for those that despitefully use you? That's what the Bible says. It says to pray. Do you know you're supposed to pray for your enemies? I had a guy one time in church, and, and boy, I probably shouldn't even tell this story. Pastor Nicole probably going to get on me. But uh, uh, I had a guy in church, and he got really caught up in the politics, the news, and all that kind of stuff. And there was one particular day the Lord just put it on my heart. I said, hey, we're going to pray for our leaders, you know, all leaders, you know, all leaders in the country, you know, federal, state, local. And at that time, there was a certain man that was president that he didn't particularly care for. So he said, uh, Reverend, I, uh, I like your preaching. I said, okay, here we go. <laughs> I said, oh, yes, that, it's all the Lord. He said, but when you start talking about praying for politicians, I think you're stepping out of your, 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 your lane. I think you're, you're talking about stuff you shouldn't be talking about. And I said, well, uh, the Bible tells us to pray for our leaders. Yeah, but that's so-and-so and blankety-blank, and he just, he ain't no good. I said, well, do you consider him an enemy? He said, yes. I said, good, because the Bible says that we should pray for our enemies as well. I said, so he's our president, and to you, he's an enemy, so you should be praying for him twice as much. Amen. Brother David, it didn't work. He left the church and never came back. <laughs> but that's what the Word says. Can we say amen to that? So, so here's Daniel. And he is, 
I mean, certain scriptures haven't even been written yet. Like 1 Thessalonians uh, 5, 17 and 18, it says this, pray without ceasing. It says that under any, under whatever circumstances, no matter what they are, you should remain consistent in prayer. Can we say amen to that? Wow. You mean even if my life is in jeopardy? Even if my, yes, yes, especially then. Why don't you stand up ten toes down for Jesus and say, listen, this is my stand. I'm not going nowhere. You can throw whatever you want to throw at me. It doesn't matter. I'm going to be faithful and loyal to, loyal to my Savior, Jesus Christ. Can we say amen to that? Man, this is what Daniel did. So it says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, 18, pray, pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. It is your job, it is your custom to give thanks. So what about when bad stuff happens? Do I thank God for bad things happening? No. But here's what I can do. God, I thank you. You're going to make a way out of no way. God, I know that there's light at the end of this tunnel. God, I know that I know that I know. Pastor Dosex used to say, you got to know it in your knower. I still don't really know what that means, but, you know, I'll roll with it, you know. Sounds good. But you got to know it. You got to, listen, I'm going to give thanks and I, because I know he does not fail. I like to believe that Daniel has some type of confidence that if I pray, God is going to hear me. Do you believe today that when you pray, God hears you? Oh, well, we got to act like it then. We got to act like it. If I got something going on in my life and I've prayed about it, I need to act like I know God heard my prayer. Instead of acting like, well, you know, like I'm at a casino or something, you know. Lord, I, I hope this come out, you know. I'm going to roll these dice and hope. I know there's no gamblers in here, I know. There's a lot of former gamblers, I know that, you know. <laughs> One of them. <laughs> but, but here, the Bible is clear that we don't stop praying to him. We don't stop giving thanks. So what happens? The devil is trying to make you like him. Let me try to get you to the point where you won't pray. Let me try to get you to the point where you won't give thanks. Let me see if I can throw enough at you that that praise and thanksgiving will not exit out of your mouth. It won't even be in your heart anymore. Let me see if I can make you so bitter that the very last, the, the thing that you just will not do is give thanks and give praise. Remember, we read in Daniel chapter 1 where the king, he captured the people and he wanted to make them like him. He wanted to change their customs, change their identity, change how they do things. What do you think you and I are going through? The devil wants to change us. 
But I just believe I'm in an environment today where people are saying, I won't be changed by the devil. Can we say amen to that? Anybody in here willing to stand for your holiness and righteousness that you receive from Jesus Christ, no matter what happens? You got to be willing to guard it. Look at your neighbor and say, guard your holiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guard it. Treat it like it's the most precious thing that you have. And your holiness comes from Jesus. Your righteousness comes from him. He takes your guilt and gives him or gives you his innocence. Can we say amen to that? Let me show you some scripture. In Psalms 145. Psalms 145. And let's look at verse. mm, Let's see here. Boy, this technology is good when it works. I think I hit a button and one of my kids' video games came up for a second. <laughs> like, uh, no, that's not going to help me. Uh, Psalms 145, let's look at verse 17. It says this, The Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. Verse 18, the Lord is nigh or near unto them that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth. Now notice what Daniel did. Daniel, even though a decree had been made, don't pray. Daniel must have understood Psalms 145 because even when it was told of him not to do it, even when there was pressure for him not to do it, he did the very opposite, and he did it three times a day. So he must have understood, every time I call out to him, I draw near to him. And if I'm drawing near to him, he's drawing near to me. So it doesn't matter what I'm going through. It doesn't matter what I face. It doesn't matter what they say. I know the Lord is with me, so I'm going to be just fine. It says this, verse 19, he will fulfill the desires of them that fear him, that honor him, that respect him. Do you know today that as you fear the Lord, honor the Lord, respect the Lord, give your heart to the Lord and and submit to him, he's going to give you your desires. How do you know? I got a guarantee. It's right here in the Bible. It's a guarantee. It's better than the money back guarantees that you see on them infomercials too. You ever buy something and then try to give it back and then they don't want to, you know, well, you know, this, 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 and this clause. I bought something one time. It was a piece of junk. It's supposed to be this special paint roller and it, they, they didn't even send all the pieces, you know. <laughs> I'm going, what about, where's the other part, you know. Tried to get my money back, that didn't work out. But anyway, this is not like that. Can we say amen to that? Somebody say, this is not like that. He will fulfill the desires of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry and will save them. Daniel must have had an understanding of that. Daniel must have knew, I'm going through something right now and I need to talk to you about it. I'm going through something right now, it's bigger than me. I'm going through something right now that I don't have an answer to, I don't have a solution to, but I know this, if I call on you, you will hear me and you will answer. Verse 20, the Lord preserveth all them that love him. Do you love the Lord? 
Jesus said it this way, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, you'll do what I tell you to do. So here's our proof of our love for the Lord. We do what he says. Can we say amen to that? So when he says things like, you know what, don't return evil for evil. Mm. But what if they say something about my mama, though? What, 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 what if they go there? What if they put their hands on my kids? You know, all bets are off. If you touch the kids, we, we fighting. You know, listen, don't touch my kids. You know, what if they do that? The Bible says don't return evil for evil. So as long as it's not evil, don't do it. He says, the Lord preserveth all them that love him, but all the wicked will be destroyed. Now, this is what the Bible says. So, obviously, Daniel had to have some understanding of this. Can we say amen to that? So, what I need to do is not be so concerned or caught up in what I'm going through, but I need to be more caught up more focused, more concerned about the fact that help is on the way. Can we say amen to that? Come on, somebody say help is on the way. Whenever you call out to him, help is on the way. The Bible is full of scriptures that when they pray, there's scriptures where the angels will say, the moment you said something, a command was given. Don't you realize the moment you open your mouth as a child of God, the moment you pray, a command is given. Can we say amen to that? But you got to hold the line. You got to know that you know that help is on the way. No matter if the situation gets worse, if you don't see a siren in sight, you got to know we dial 911, help is coming. Help is coming. Somebody say help is coming. But now here's the, here's the challenge today. Do I live that way? So I pray, Lord, we have a financial need. And we're going to obey the word. We're going to sow a seed. God, we have a financial need and we don't have much money left, but we're going to sow a seed. You put that seed in the ground. You, you know, if you, just, if you say, well, what, what does sowing a seed mean? You, if you have a financial need, you take the money that you have, and you take whatever portion God puts on your heart, and you say, listen, I'm going to put this in the offering. I'm going to bless a brother with it. I'm going to bless a sister with it. I'm going to send it to this ministry, that ministry, and I'm going to believe that like a seed, a harvest is going to come. But now you got to believe that. You got to believe that as I do this, God is going to respond. So here's what I can do, Sister Marge. I can't say, well, looks like it ain't going to happen. Now, wait a minute. What did I sow the seed for if I'm going to end up just saying it's not going to happen? I might as well just kept that seed and, you know, I don't know, just did whatever with it, with the dominoes or something. I don't, I don't know, but, 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 but if I'm going to sow the seed, then guess what? I got to line my faith up, my thoughts up, my words up, my heart up. I got to get my family involved. I got to get those that God has put in my life and say, listen, I need you to hold the line with me. Because, see, this works. It works. 
I got to believe that help is on the way. So what happens is I sow the seed. And the enemy goes, we need to capture him. Capture her. Some Daniel chapter 1. We need, and we need to make him or her like us. Doubters. Rebellious. You know, I don't even, that's not a word, but, you know, people that rebel, you know. We need to make them like that. So what does he do? He puts the pressure on you. We got a lady, great lady, in our church. Uh, she had never fasted before. So we went on a fast. And she said, oh, I'm so excited. I, I, I'm so excited for this fast. And so she called us midday. And she said, Pastor? I said, yes, ma'am. She said, oh, today, oh, oh, I just had so much happen today. I said, well, what do you mean? She said, my head started hurting. It started throbbing. I could actually feel my head going out and in and out and in. And, and my body, you know, just started sweating. And, and I just started feeling all kind of pains in my body. I said, well, what did you do? She said, I went and got some chicken wings. <laughs> I said, and what happened? She said, all of a sudden, I felt better. <laughs> so I had to laugh at that, right? <laughs> you know? and, and, and later we, you know, we talked about it. But, but here's what happened. She had started something. She had set her faith towards something, and then resistance came. Pressure came. Do you understand that's what you and I are going through? On a regular basis, you speak something, and the devil goes, oh, you, you believe that? Well, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. If, see, Daniel's excellent spirit brought promotion, but it also caught the eye of the enemy. But Daniel wasn't worried about that. See, Daniel, was, he's, he's much better than this than I am. You know, Daniel was like, come on, you know. You know, you ever see somebody in a fight and they, and they do like this? You need to be a little nervous when they do that. <laughs> if somebody wants to fight you and they, they might know something, they might have a special set of skills, you know, that you are not aware of. Well, guess what? Daniel had a special set of skills. He was a child of God. Can we say amen to that? So, the Bible says these things. The Bible says things like, you know, in Daniel, uh, well, let, let, let's go back to it. Daniel chapter 6, verse 10. It says, okay, so Daniel, Daniel did his thing. He said, I'm going to pray. doesn't matter what's going on. I trust and believe God. In Daniel 6 and 11, it says, then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. They found him praying. Imagine the boldness. Come on. I'm not going to change who I am. I want to let you know something. That's what prayer will do for you. Prayer will keep your posture right. It will keep your character and conduct intact. See, you're probably like, not like me. I've had moments in life where I forgot I was a Christian. I had pressure, things happen, and I began to take on mannerisms, attitudes, bitterness, like I didn't know God. But guess what? Prayer, somebody say prayer. Prayer, prayer keep you from doing that. 
Daniel wasn't worried. They came. He didn't go, oh, let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. You know, he probably got louder. My imagination, they came in the door. God, I thank you, God. Yes, Lord. I can imagine them taking him away. Yes, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, God, that you are my king, my Lord, and my Savior, and I'll never stop praising your name. My God, if the church would be like that today, hallelujah. You know, the Bible says things like in Jeremiah 29, 12. It says, then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me. There's that word again. It says, and I will hearken unto you. I feel like it's the bat signal. My youngest, he's into Batman now. He wants everything Batman. He got a little Batman outfit, you know what I'm saying, with the, you know, the mask. And then he runs into you with it, and it pokes you in the side and in the leg and, and all that kind of stuff. He's got the grappling belt. He's throwing stuff at you. You know, you're just getting hit, you know, with little plastic pieces. You know what I mean? You know, I'm sorry. <laughs> let, me, let me bring that back. Uh, but, but I feel like it's the bat signal. I don't know if you ever watched Batman before, but, you know, in the movies, that bat signal would come, and the commissioner would be on the roof, and he'd be looking at the, and next thing you know, Batman is there. You know, he'd go, commissioner, he'd turn around, you know, like, man, I didn't even know you was here. I see it that way. I see my prayer as a bat signal, and before I know it, Jesus is already there. He's already there. He's already worked the situation now. He always, he's already got a plan. It's already in motion. But you got to believe that. You got to believe that. Okay, okay. Let me go on with this story. So, uh, they say, okay, we're going to throw Daniel in the lion's den. The king is so impressed with Daniel. Because of his excellent spirit. Somebody say excellent spirit. Yeah, the excellent spirit will even cause the world to be impressed with you. An excellent spirit will even cause a sinner to recognize you, to acknowledge you. So the king goes, "Um, I really like this, Daniel. Uh, Let me see if there's something that I can do. He searches. There's nothing he can do. That law can't be reversed. So they put Daniel into the den of lions. The king is sad. The king is so sad, he goes on a fast. Imagine you with your prayer life guarding your holiness that you cause sinners to want to fast. You cause people that don't even recognize God to all of a sudden, you know, maybe I should try that. Maybe there's something to that because there's something about Gerald that makes him stand out. There's something special about him. So I see him praying at lunchtime, and even though we joked with him and ridiculed him, he never stops praying. Well, you know what? I got a lot of problems going on in my life. Maybe I need to pray like Gerald does. I'm telling you an excellent spirit will get the attention of those that don't believe like you do. So, he does it. He even goes, he, he goes on a fast and he's praying. The next day, he says, I didn't sleep all night. He goes to the, the den that's got the stone over it. Daniel, did your God save you? Are you all right? 
Now I'm going to put my little spin on it, okay? <laughs> but Daniel goes, oh, is it morning time already? It's real comfortable in here. What do you mean? I didn't know lions could be such soft pillows. You know, this is the best quilt, the best blanket I've ever had. He says, God shut the mouths of the lions. So I've named them, you know, there's Cujo and, you know. <laughs> Bible doesn't say that. That's just me playing around, you know. But he was comforted even though he was going through what most would call the most dangerous thing that's probably ever happened to him. Can you imagine that prayer would comfort you in your most stressed, hard position in life? Well, that's what happened. Let me close this out. Verse 18. I'm going to skip down to verse 18. It says, then the king went to the palace and passed, uh, yeah, this, and passed the night fasting. Neither were uh, instruments of music brought before him, and he slept in with his wife. I just wanted to show you that, to show you that's what really happened. Verse 24. Here's where we want to go, and we're going to wrap this up. In verse 24, okay, so Daniel has been released. Here's what happens. And I'm actually, you know, no, let me get it out of the King James. Let me get it out of the King James. Daniel 6. 24. Yeah, I could have just turned around. <laughs> it says, And the king commanded, and they brought those men which had accused Daniel, the haters, and they cast them into the den of lions, them, their children, and their wives, and the lions had the mastery of them, and break all their bones in pieces wherever they came at the bottom of the den. When we have a lifestyle of prayer, not only does it benefit us, it benefits those around us. It's a blessing to my family. It's a blessing to my community. How do I know that? Because I see the opposite. I see a group of men who were not praying to the Lord. And what happened to them? The Bible says that their families were drug out with them. I can't imagine the wife going, well, hey, what are you taking me for? I didn't do anything. That was him, you know. Yeah, I, can see a, I can see a kid going, daddy, mommy, what are they doing? But when you have a life of prayer, I'm telling you, it will not only protect and bless you, but it will protect and bless those that you are praying for. Even though when you're looking at them, it looks like they got a lion den experience going on. But you got to know that when you pray, God will hear you and he will answer you. Can we say amen to that? Some of us think, well, the prayer must, must not be working because they ended up going to jail. No, they needed to be in jail. It kept them off the streets from doing what they were doing. It kept them, it's breaking that habit. You know, they're not out there doing, yeah, but they entered into a drug treatment program. Exactly, because that's what they needed. You need to have faith in your prayer. You need to know that God doesn't fail. And you need to know that prayer will protect you 
and your family and those around you. That's why we want to pray for people. That's why we don't want to take vengeance on people. Because God already said, I'll do that. That's his job. Because he knows the heart. He knows the heart. See, he knows if a person is really sorry or not. That's why he forgives you. If you're like me, you've probably asked forgiveness for something, you know, the same thing at least a thousand times. And guess what? God forgave you all 1,000 times. And he treated you like that thing never happened. See, he doesn't do like people do, you know. I done stole money from Brother David, you know, and then he get around me and, you know, now, now you stay away from me, you thief, and, you know, you just ain't no good. But I said I was sorry. I paid you back, you know. Ah, you still are no good. See, people do that. But God, when he forgives you, don't you know he treats you like that thing never even happened? Amen. There's no resentment in his behavior towards you. There's no brokenness. There's no remembrance. That's how we're supposed to forgive. Can we say amen to that? Amen. I'm getting off. Let me get back. So this family, the Bible says that when they threw them into the lion's den, the lions didn't even let their bodies touch the ground. The lions leaped jumped at them, snapped their body parts in pieces before they even touched the ground. My goodness. But then after that, you know what the king did? The king says, hey, I'm going to issue a decree. Nobody talks about the, the God that Daniel serves. Everybody is to honor and have respect for the God that Daniel serves. I want you to know something today. Your lifestyle of prayer, your commitment to pray, your commitment and your belief in prayer, no matter, no matter what the situation is, your steadfastness in it is going to cause others to recognize your God. And that's why the attacks come. You know, 21 days of prayer, all of a sudden you get busy, you know. 21 days of prayer, all of a sudden you're tired, you know. 21 days of prayer, all of a sudden all the kids and grandkids, they got every game, you know, they can ever play in that month. In that three weeks, they've been having one game a week, now they got five. Yeah, it happens. All of a sudden, car been running fine. Brand new car, all of a sudden you got to put the car in the shop and they have no rentals. Listen, I get it. But I refuse to abandon my customs as a believer. Can we say amen to that? So as we bring the 21 days of prayer to an end corporately, you know, let's just keep praying. Amen. It is our custom. Can we say amen to that? If you've kind of developed a habit of praying, keep it going. You know Jesus spent so much time praying, and then whenever he faced sickness, disease, poverty, lack, it only took him a moment to deal with it. It's because of all the praying he was doing behind the scenes. Imagine that. If I pray, and then I encounter a sickness, and I say, in the name of Jesus, come out of him. 
and let sickness just leave because of the prayer life that I have, because of my faith in prayer. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today. We thank you because your word instructs us that we are people of prayer and we are people of faith. So today, God, we just want to recommit. I'm not going to stop praying. No matter what it looks like, no matter what it sounds like, no matter how many times I've messed up, no matter how bad it is, I'm not going to give up on prayer because I have faith in you. And God, today I acknowledge that when I pray, you hear me and you answer. So God, I just thank you right now that you have answered prayer in my life. Doesn't matter what the doctors say, the banks say, the job says. I know that you have answered my prayers. And God, I just thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand of praise today. Hallelujah. 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 Hey, you guys are dismissed next Sunday. Uh, 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 we'll have Pastor Kylan, I think, is preaching. So you don't want to miss.